Thank you for listening to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. We here at the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast are simply fans of hockey, the New Jersey Devils, and professional wrestling, and are not to be considered as insiders or news reporters. Please note that opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of its hosts and occasional guests. Listener discretion is advised. Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Chip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Episode 13, High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. My lucky number. Yeah, it is. You know, when you listen to our podcast, you get a lot of saliva because you're drooling to wait for all that good, happy stuff that you're going to hear on this podcast, right? Sure. Sure. As I look at porn. (laughs) Hey, whichever way you drool. Hey, folks, hsskpod.com for all your happy hockey and wrestling needs, folks. Welcome to episode 13, Baker's Dozen. We won't talk about the uh, conversation we had this morning about <laughs> what Baker's Dozen mean. One of us didn't know. And it's not Dave. No, one of us is a grown man. Listen, you know what? Who eats at Dunkin' Donuts yeah. all the time. Uh-huh, right. I, I, I no got my idea, coffee. What? No idea what a Baker's Dozen is. <laughs> what? All right, there's, cool no, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just not as 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 seasoned <clears throat> as uh, as you are in in the world of you know things you should know. <laughs> well, that's what you get for being an only child. I'm the youngest, getting the shit beat out of me all the time. Ah, okay, for not well, knowing things. Yeah, they pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. <laughs> all right, on to NHL news and notes for the week. Lots of retirements, lots of suspensions, lots of cocaine. <laughs> Trades and wire pickups, and a top 10 people to watch hot seat list, thanks to TSN. Plug. <laughs> so what do we got here on our... Uh, on they our don't fr- need us. <laughs> what? TSN? They don't no, need no, us. Listen, you know what? Wherever we can push listeners to them, fine. Let them know that we sent you there, okay? Montreal Canadiens have named Shea Weber their 30th captain in franchise history. Well, he's the only guy that could still play hockey there. Because <laughs> you can't give it to a goalie, right? Yeah, I mean, I, they did make, what's his name, Luongo in Vancouver back in the day. Yeah, but it's Vancouver. And that was just ceremonial. It wasn't really uh, 
Like he's not going to go out and talk to the refs or whatever. But no, he's just going to scream from the crease. Hey, ref! Paul Byron being the alternate captain is pretty amazing for a guy that was never drafted and then was released on waivers, I think, like two years ago and then signed, you know, went on a tryout, and now he's their alternate. alternate captain. Brendan but Gallagher makes sense. Th- I mean, does it, does it speak to the, the player, considering he was undrafted, or does it speak to the fact that the team is what the team is, or is it both? I don't, he's I mean, I don't he's know. probably a, a good locker room guy. Uh, I wonder if Montreal will do the whole pomp and circumstance when it comes to Shea Weber's being named captain. I remember when Gianta was named captain, they had him like do a whole speech in French, and they did the whole like passing the torch and touching wow. the ice. And mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll do the same for him. Isn't Shea Weber hurt though? Yeah, I guess not. Maybe he'll come out and just do a wave. <laughs> come out on crutches or whatever, and going, "Hi, how are you? <laughs> hey, how's it going? Me and Yuppie are going to be up here eating popcorn. <laughs> Me and Yuppie." Speaking of Yippie, we'll talk about Yippie's cousin. Yeah. Scott Hartnell retires from life at the NHL. Apparently, he's going to be the real-life Gritty in Philly. Yeah, no shit. He looks... <laughs> gritty looks like if he had sex. Scotty Hartnell has sex with Donald Trump. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> why, why was it... I his... do like the memes, though. Like, where oh, my God, just yeah. have him, like, randomly... <laughs> Pope peeking out behind trees, just yeah. stalking people. It is creepy. Um, I think on uh, if you if you're on social media, I think on on Facebook, there's a a page called the Stably Cap. Um, whenever you whenever you think. <laughs> they, uh, they, they, no offense if you're a follower of our podcast, but I can't stand you with devil games. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he, the, they they wrote a, a cartoon recently that uh, I know I guess off of uh, what's his name Joe Thornton from San Jose with, with him shaving his beard off. Oh yeah, he shaved his beard today. Yeah, um, you know, basically uh, had him and uh, Henrik Lundqvist or their whatever uh, caricature of him. Um, so you know, Gritty is 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 shaving off all the stuff. He's oh, the season's starting, and then then like he looks straight at like Henrik Lundqvist, and it looks creepier without the beard drawn on him than. <laughs> I mean, com, com, you know, cartoon comics can be really scary. This is just downright. I tell you, if the Flyers' whole plan was to get people to talk about... Oh, my God. They won the cup already. They, yeah. They, <laughs> I could just imagine, like, T-shirts and stuff that people will be selling outside that arena. Some dude already got a tattoo yeah, that's of this thing. Uh, and, and, you know, they're talking about, oh, is it going to start a trend? No. Yeah, but in Philly, it probably was a tattoo, you know, to cover up his, you know ex-girlfriend pickup yeah. truck somehow you know. some some way the, the, the name tina turned into gritty it'll be on really somebody's well. mud flaps real soon <laughs> or is that where he got his tattoo anyway yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little punchy today me and my uh, wife got mud flap tattoos uh, me on my truck and her well <laughs> speaking of mud flaps tom wilson let's talk about tom wilson for a bit huh this is where you put your song by the way what the Oops, I did it again. <laughs> so, if you recall a few episodes ago, um, we talk about uh, we spoke about Tom Wilson going to to safety classes to find out how to not be Tom Wilson. Just fine, great. You know, you're trying to take that part out of your game, trying to be a better hockey player. You got what seven, eight, twenty five more years in Washington. Twenty four of them, way too many. <clears throat> and then what happens against St. Louis? He illegally elbow freaking checks. Oscar Sunquist, 
And now he has an in-person hearing tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, they're, and they're saying that uh, Sunquist is like really messed up, like bad. If, if you had to put a number, I mean, usually when you when you have a phone call, it's like five or under, right? If you get an in-person game, it's like six or more, right? Is is that kind of how how the things go? It's something like that. I think if you get an in-person, it's you're guaranteed at least three or five. And then I'm going to say repeat offender, like repeat oh, offender, repeat offender. You got suspended. What? Like three times last year, once in the playoffs. I don't know if 10 games is going to be enough, but I think 10 games is a good place to start. Especially consider the, you know, he went through safety training stuff to, to say, Hey, how do I be a better hockey player? Whatever, whatever those classes were, you know? And then he goes out and just freaking dusty Rhodes Oscar Sunquist. Yeah. He, I hit him with the bionic elbow, but he's gonna he's gonna get ten games. Wow. And he, I re, I saw or heard somewhere on one of some other podcasts that he loses sixty eight thousand dollars a game, a game, a game, almost seven hundred gram grand, 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 grand. Let's lead to our next story. <laughs> Flyers forward Yari Latero <laughs> is reportedly one of 23 individuals being investigated as part of a cocaine trafficking ring. Cocaine. Oh. Uh, what the? So it's, and then they come out with gritty. Then they come then out they with come gritty. gritty. <laughs> well, maybe that's Yari Latero's new new that, gig. That's his. Uh, that's going to be his hiding. That's going to be his that, uh, witness protection <laughs> program. He's going to be. So hey, hey kids! Um, if you have a Fortnite addiction, or apparently if you have a cocaine addiction, come on, try out for the NHL. Come out to the NHL. <laughs> There's a team for you out there. Wow. And you have to think about it though. Like, if you're trafficking cocaine, let's just say in the NHL, sure, it's probably so easy for them. Oh yeah, because they're not going through normal customs. Like how hard? I mean, you you give the the equipment guy a couple of grand and be like, "Look, stuff these in my skates. No one's gonna sniff it." And then when I get to the West Coast trip, I just sell my shit. Yeah. I mean, apparently making millions playing hockey isn't enough for Yuri Latera that he had to two kilos. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, this is per finished TV, and apparently Latera was like, "Nah, I didn't do it." Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's what Mike Richards said a couple of years ago. <laughs> Flyers equal Coke problem. Look at their mascot, Yuri Laterra, Mike Richards. Didn't want to be on Dry Island, if you don't know that story. Do you know that story? No, I do not. Please tell me Peter about Dry Laviolette, Island. Peter uh, LaViolette, back when the Flyers, when it was like Mike Richards and, and Carter, I want to say Van Riemsdyk and stuff. They were going in for like a stretch of games where they needed to win a lot to make it to the playoffs or they were going into the playoffs and he established what they called like dry island where he's like, I don't want you guys going out to bars drinking. I don't want you drinking at home. I don't want you doing anything. You know, we need to focus. And apparently like Mike Richards and Jeff Carter were like, yeah, fuck that. We're not doing that. (laughs) And then they got traded that summer. When you don't follow orders, you know, you, just like in a regular job, you don't you're follow orders. Man. Not, yeah. Like, I mean, granted, if you're going out getting hammered. Wasn't well, also a, a two, uh, I saw on our uh, on our show uh, Twitter page, that's HSSK pod on Twitter. Um, somebody from the uh, Canucks 
was was mentioning like no more Fortnite on the road. It's like I'm just gonna hang out with the guys. It's there's no need for it. It's, it takes, that, it's that guy that I told you, the one that was a Hydra was, epic defenseman, oh, probably Oli Yahuva yeah. or whatever Something his name like that, is. Yeah, it's and he got sent down. It's it's he came out and said no more of that I'm gonna hang out with the guys we're gonna go to the movies we're just gonna hang out in the lobby we're gonna talk BS no, no more Fortnite no more games on the road apparently somebody learned their lesson they uh on spitting chicklets they asked they had Austin Matthews on and they asked him like what he does like on the plane and stuff and he goes oh you know we used to play Xbox and stuff but he said the plane doesn't have like a strong enough power or whatever he goes well they're like well what do you do on the road and he goes. I usually hang out with Patrick Marlowe, he goes, because he never hangs out with us in Toronto because he's always with his family. So when we're on the road, he goes, I want to hang out with the guy. You know, we go out to dinner, we go to movies. You find out who the guy is, Sans family. (laughs) If I was in the NHL, I'd do the same thing. I'd be like, I'm just going to, after practice, go home, do my, stay with my family. I'm like, I'm not going to get wrapped up, especially if you're Marlowe's age. He's almost, I mean, he's our age. Yeah, so why? What am I going to do? Go out and bang some puck? and sure yeah. why not at the at the hotel six get some more points yeah the hotel six <laughs> in the econo suite yeah of course in your mount airy lodge <laughs> those local <clears throat> st louis i hate those s's and the apostrophes uh robert bortuzzo suspended for the remainder of the preseason and one regular season game for elbowing washington's michael company apparently uh they they find the way of what of um Ty Domi plus one, yeah. or not Ty? No, not Ty Domi. Well, there weren't many preseason games left. There's probably like <clears throat> two, three, two or three preseason right. games left. But again, did Robert Bortuzzo um, was he fighting for a spot on St. Louis's roster? He's their like fifth, sixth defenseman. So, I mean, uh, again, it's 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 not parity in the league. You have some guy who sucker punches somebody, gets the remainder of a preseason, and hey, you without you know with pay. You can play in the regular season. This guy does the same thing, gets suspended for the remainder of the preseason, but then one, uh, uh, you know, one additional game during the season. I that's, just, that's it, nothing for St. Louis, though. It's but, nothing for this guy either. But I think for me and the, and the league rules and all that kind of stuff, it's it's kind of, you know, it, it, they're they're picking suspensions out of a hat for how long and, and all that kind of stuff when it comes to. It should also come into what should come into consideration is how hurt is the guy. That you hit illegally. I think that we we talked last year when when our when our guy Marcus jo- Marcus Johansson got in. Yeah, um, that Brad Brad Marchand should be. Oh, what was I forgot? It was Brad Marchand. Oh, did you? Nah. It's either him or Tom Wilson. Take your fucking pick of people who do illegal hits. Um, but it was like you know f- that we were all talking about. Brad Marchand should be out for the length that Marcus Johansson was injured, which was what two months. Yeah, it was like twenty something games. Yeah, so. It's something like that, I would say. Maybe they can fight about that in the next CBA. I don't know. No, uh, of course, the, the players are going to go, no. The players would never say that. Never. Would never go for it. Even the hurt players would never go for it. No, because then the league can take into consideration, you know, like, they don't like this guy. Or somebody like Tom mm-hmm. Wilson. Yeah. Right? So let's say, you know, Oscar Sundquist is really only hurt for a game. Well, Tom Wilson deserves more than a fucking game. True. So like, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna either hurt or work in both ways, and you, you can't just twiddle between two of them. Next story we have: Carolina Hurricanes had been reported to be contacting the Toronto Maple Leafs regarding William Nylander, uh, according to Pierre LeBrun. 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 From what I heard, will they they both want Toronto and Nylander both want a long term deal. 
it's just coming down to their average salary, average yearly salary. And so they're, air quote, close, but... But it's the the problem with it is, is Toronto's, they have... They're going like, to Chicago it. Yeah, they're going to Chicago it. There's no other way to do that. Sucking for so long and getting so many high draft picks. Who was I listening to? I think I was listening to 31 Thoughts, which is a TSN. There's another plug for you. Plug, plug. Um, where they were talking about that, like, Tavares has got, like, an $11 million contract. Mm-hmm. Matthews is gonna has, like, an 8 or $9 million contract. Marlowe's got like a seven million dollar contract. You know, you're talking about three guys right there, three forwards that are taking up like twenty something million dollars. And how are you going to fit all that if you don't even consider that Frederick Anderson's going to need a new contract and that they don't really have anybody on defense, big money wise yet? Mm-hmm. You you, know? you you can't stack up your four lines and then go. <laughs> we don't need D. And Edmonton has the same problem because Edmonton. Threw thirteen million dollars at Connor McDavid, deservingly. True, but but now they don't have any space between McDavid and uh, Lucic, and you know Larson. We just throw Larson in there. Yeah, Larson's not really making that big money because we signed him to a reasonable deal. So uh, Nugent Hopkins, you know, these guys are making big money, and the rest of their roster lines three and four and. You know, defensemen four, five, six are they're they're not quality players that are going to help them win because you give Connor McDavid thirteen million dollars, which he deserves, which he deserves, and and that's the the catch twenty two, right? Where you're you're paying your superstar the money they deserve, and then it hurts the team for. And he took a pay cut, like they wanted to give him more, and he was like, "No, I'll just take thirteen million instead of 14. Sure, his agent was like, "What the fuck are you doing? That million dollars is mine." Exactly, no, that's hundred thousand, right? Uh, also, talking about the Hurricanes. <clears throat> yes. Uh, did you see their third jersey? Yeah, the one with the 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 oh, stick no, no, and the no, flags. No. They, they have another third jersey now. They have two third jerseys, and, and then they have my four? favorite jersey. Oh, that's right, the Hartford Hurricanes jersey. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Whalers. Yeah, they went back. They went old school Hartford Whalers jersey. Three three games this year. They're going to two play games. With them. Two. I think they said yeah, mm-hmm. both against Boston. Okay. Now, if they really wanted to be cool, why don't you go play that one of those games in, in Hartford. Hartford, or do a preseason game in Hartford? Give those jerseys out at the end of the game. Tom Dundon, I'm here. <laughs> Dum dum da dum. Just don't listen to any previous episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start with thirteen and go forward. Lucky, lucky thirteen. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah. I love the whale. Always loved them. I was pissed when I went to college that it was the year I went to college was the year that they moved to Carolina. They moved. It's like, and I was only like a half hour away from Hartford, and I was so fucking. But how would you have gone to games and still done your studies, David? Yeah, that was it. That's why I went to college to study. <laughs> for another show, for another show. I I mean, I don't know. I I'm kind of nostalgic in that way where like I'd want to get like a Whalers jersey, but then I don't know. Do, that's do, do a question. Do I just drop back and go, eh, maybe I just get a hat." I mean, I have a t-shirt. Maybe that's enough. Like, you know, what's Now, if you're in Carolina and you're a fan of the Hurricanes and you get a whalers jersey do you get a like a current player 
on it or do you go like old school and get like Jeff Sanderson or Gordy Howe on it? We're go we're going into those Jersey foul conversations, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it depends on who you talk to. I really, I mean, I, I've kind of danced around that topic too about like, well, you um, are the Jersey man. Nah, listen, that should be your website. It's a vice. Get it? Cause Jersey, cause you're a devil's fan and you own a lot of jerseys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about it. No, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's and and the other thing too is do you do you get the Hartford Whaler with with a CCM? Do you get it with a Reebok? Do you get it with a Adidas? Well, it's their third jersey, so it'll be Adidas, right? But they were they never wore Adidas jersey. Whatever. Yeah. No, that that stuff I don't care about. It's it's people who get like the Statue of Liberty Ranger jersey, and which for the record I like. Yeah, and get like. Zuccarello or Kreider like they never wore that jersey you could say like oh yeah but I like the jersey and, and I wanted their names on it but like they never wore that jersey you know the devils have with their their green jerseys well we wear them now so you can get a modern player on true it. yeah but like the Hartford Whaler jerseys I don't know like I would get a Hartford Whaler jersey and I would get somebody like Ron Francis on it which is funny because he was the only guy that was currently working for the Hurricanes <laughs> that played for Hartford, and now he's gone. But, yeah, it's it's one of those. Th- I hate the Jersey Fouls. Fucking hate Jersey Fouls. What do you think? All right, since we're on that topic, what do you think about those, at least for, like, the Devils fans, they get, like, Ranger Suck, Flyer, Swallow, like stupid. on a, but with, like, a player number on, like, Marty's 30 or something like that? No, stupid. Stupid. <clears throat> stupid. So any kind of gimmicky jersey? Mm. You know, like my friend has, like they got uh, engaged. And like he has like future Mrs. Whatever on his jersey. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. But like you can only really wear that once. Yeah, at the wedding kind of thing. You can't really wear it at the game. Yeah, you take your, you take your you know, engagement pictures with it. Oh, cute. But like now what? Now you just wasted a fucking jersey on it. It's true. Well, unless you sign up for a bank I'm, account and get a free jersey. Yeah, I'm, so I'm very anti-jersey, but... Really? Oh, that's right, because I only saw you wear one to one game. Yeah, I think I wore it to the playoff game once. <laughs> and, we lost and I it. nearly shit my pants. And we lost it, and I said, that's it. I'm that's not it, you're done. Anymore. There you go. Yep. So the Oilers have acquired... It doesn't matter. They, they acquired a sixth defenseman. For a sixth-round pick. For a sixth-round pick. In two years. From the Blues. It, it's nothing important. But but if he plays 50 or more regular season games, it bumps up to this okay, year's draft. Pick? Oh, this year's. <laughs> fucking stupid. Oilers have the worst defense. And that's coming from the Devils, who we don't really have good defense. When, it, yeah. When, what's his name? What? Ben Lovejoy. Lovejoy, yes. <laughs> I would so love to just dedicate one podcast to the Devils and just start crapping all over yeah, but then we're never gonna they're never gonna give us the light of day i know but, but listen we're armchair gms that that that's our that's our whole shtick okay we're arm armchair gms doing a podcast we're not you know we're not employed by the team but whenever we have our opinions I'd like to be. so would i and i keep i'd like to live broadcast from a game that would be awesome like to just sit you don't even give me a box just give me like a, a microphone in a seat and just mm-hmm. be like Oh, he's fucking on the ice. <laughs> Just the little quips and. Oh wait, here comes Ben Lovejoy, high and hard off the glass. 
<laughs> so Jay, did you watch Raw last night? <laughs> yeah. Ah, Jay, yeah. mites on ice. Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> Where <are> you going? <laughs> Redeem Ravada finally retires. He, Who? He he was a good player. Yes. Uh, I constantly think of him being on the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Like he would go to Florida, spend the year, and then at the deadline they would get trade traded him back. back to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a, he was a decent little. I wouldn't say little. I think he's like six footish. Um, okay, score, but he was a guy that, like we talked about last week, when you're a big fish in a small pond, mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want. And then when he would go to a good team, he would be disappeared. With, yeah. Didn't didn't at some point like, during the last at least couple of years when when the name came up everybody was like ah maybe he could go in the Devils too to fill in like yeah. a small that would be kind of more like a Lou trade where you just yeah at the deadline yeah. and or we would have signed him for a seven year five million dollar contract at the end of his career and then he would have had a, a concussion in game two and then be put on IR for the rest of his career and don't talk <clears> about Bryce Salvador like that. <sighs> So, hey, hey, he's doing well on the M- MSG broadcast behind between the glass. So, so Simon, better, well, John McClain was doing well too. Yeah, I didn't then, mind John, Mc- and then he got a coaching job again. So good for him. So maybe Bryce Salvador will be a defensive coach somewhere. Please don't. Yeah, high school. <laughs> not with us. I hope not with us. There's a, there's a number four somewhere that I would love for the Devils to hire for a defense. Not I don't gonna care. happen. I don't care about Nazardine and the power play. I really don't. Not gonna happen. You know, you don't have kids and, and existing players be on your team for three years and make no progress. Anyway, that's my grab. <clears throat> um, so there was uh, TSN um, published a, a report prior to the season of a top 10 of people to watch slash hot seat kind of list. Um, one of them being uh, Anaheim Ducks coach Randy Carlisle uh, mentioning that losing Corey Perry for five months makes some uh, tough sledding out of the gate. The the Ducks are going to be one of those teams where they're either going to win because they do have very good defense and Josh Gibson, John Gibson, Gibson, the goalie. Um, I think it's John. Is going, he's a good goalie. Their problem is going to be now that Perry's out. Who's, Katie's gone, yeah. Yeah, Katie's gone. Who's going to score? Adam. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they do have... All you need is one or two of those guys, Henrique, Raquel, to have an off Silverberg, to have like an off year. And, there, and, there, go, and yeah. there goes your, your, yeah. And I could see Carlisle being, I mean, he was fired once from them, and they have an NHL-ready coach in Dallas Eakins in their minor league system. Mm-hmm. Jump so, right in. Yeah, he didn't work well in Edmonton, Dallas Eakins, because they were too young to understand. He's like a fitness nut. Mm-hmm. And that's when, like, Taylor Hall was still a rookie, Young, and, and Nugent Hopkins, and Eberly, and they kind of... Where nobody... Want, yeah, you don't want to listen to... You just want to listen to your agent. You want to listen to your parents. You just don't want to listen to the administration. Yeah. yeah. What was that? You're going to get what? Mines. Mines. Uh, the next person on the list that they had put out there was Tampa Bay coach John Cooper. Uh, whispers that Cooper may uh, have walked the plank after uh, lightning ba- uh, the lightning bout out in Game 7 Eastern Conference Final last year. An early season slip-up with expectations so high and a new GM at the helm uh, could spell trouble for the NHL's second-longest tenured bench coach. Second-longest tenured? Holy crap. You don't realize how long these people are in, in their positions till, till literally you read articles or you hear you know social media stuff about this. Um, I don't know. 
I mean, you you have you have basically your 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 one one A team in Tampa. If they get off to a slow start, they're going to have to rock the boat, and that's what they would do. It's not like they're going to trade anybody. Like can't who's going to who's going to take on those kind of salaries? Yeah, who's going to take it's Ryan a, it's Callahan? A, according according to rumors, we were in a third three team deal with uh, Ottawa. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or he was going back to the Rangers for like two low picks, whatever. But yeah, he's. I mean, he's on the hot seat. But he's a good coach. If he were to get fired by Tampa, let's say, by November, he would be the first guy that gets hired when somebody else fires their coach. Like, I don't know, like L.A. Oh, come on. The Kobe factor's not? Yeah. Uh, next on their list is Carolina Hurricanes owner Tom Dundon. Well, I think that kind of speaks for itself, considering mm-hmm. what's happened in Carolina. I, I, everything that we've he- heard, read, and everything else... Kind of speaks back to what you said earlier in our in our podcasting here, where it just smells like he's the team is moving. Yeah, he's Houston, Seattle. Seattle's up for uh, um, a vote soon by December, December. I think they want to play by by twenty twenty. So that's what two years from now. Yeah. Now, do they do they expand or do they move? No, to get gonna, into Seattle, they're going to expand. So then you go, you go places like either Quebec or Houston or Kansas City or whoever to move yeah, Carolina. I don't think it's going to be Kansas City. I think it it's going to be Houston, Houston, which would then fuck up all the divisions again. Hey, just in time for a uh, a lockout. Well, the only thing I could see them doing is moving Nashville to the east, which would blow. Because then they would be in our division. In the Metro? Yep. That would suck. <sighs> All right. Winnipeg goaltender Connor Hellebuck on the list of hot seats. <clears throat> Excuse me. The NHL's most outwardly confident netminder uh, was a revelation last season and runner-up for the Vesna. Uh, now Hellebuck needs to prove that he's a new standard when contender, uh, while a contender's hopes rest on his back. Truly reliable goaltending has been a rarity on Paul Maurice coached teams. Now, I don't know if that's a swipe at Hallebuck or if that's a swipe at Paul Maurice, but. He, uh, he'll mean, be fine. They're a good team. Yeah, They're I, not, don't, I, don't I don't see, see them taking a step back. No, I don't. And and the same thing here with, with uh, the Golden Knights with center William Carlson. Mm. Um, mm. Okay, but, yeah, okay, he may have had his his career year, but. He shot 23% last year. Okay, twenty. Do you know what twenty three percent is? That's almost. That's, that's less than a quarter of a hundred percent. But in hockey, that is very bad. A, that is amazing. <laughs> oh, twenty. It's not. Don't think of baseball and, and and basketball. Like that means he's scoring one out of every four shots he takes. Yeah, I would say that's pretty damn good. That, that he's not going to hold up to that. I I had a chance to take William Carlson in my fantasy draft, and I I let him go because I was like he really can't. Repeat. I really tried to stay away from all Vegas players, but I oh, did. Figure it out. Uh, the next one on the list is Columbus Blue Jackets GM Yarmo Kekalainen. Did I say that right? You did. First time? Wow. Obviously because he has two problems on his hands, which are being for- player-related player forced. Artie Niemi and Sergei Bravrovsky, both unsigned, both pretty much one out. Yeah, how he handles... Those two is going to be 
his legacy, I guess. Sure. Um, if he sticks with them and they lose in the playoffs, he's going to be ousted, gone, gonzo. If he trades them and doesn't get market value, he's going to be gone. But okay, when you say right, so you say market value, and I, I always like to have these kind of conversations. What would the market value be for somebody like Panarin when he's already come out and said, I'm not re-signing with Columbus. I want to test free agency. Does that diminish the return? Would, because yeah, it, it definitely takes the power away from Columbus. But for the player itself, I would, yeah. I would have, it would be a first round pick and an that, NHL player? that's protected. Okay. So like, all right. So top ten. You know, we'll give you a first round pick if he resigns for the twenty twenty draft. Okay. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't resign, it becomes a second round pick. Okay. But if you and I think if you throw in that stipulation, you got to throw in either a, a, a semi high prospect or or a, at least a second third liner, wouldn't you? Or second liner on your on your team already, right? Yeah, you would want to. I would want a prospect uh, that conditional pick, a prospect, and a current player. It doesn't have to be, you know, a superstar match. It would. I mean, you look at the Carlson you, trade because your draft pick would be that superstar player yeah, for either for a second or a first mm-hmm. round. Yeah, uh, Bobrovsky, depending on where he were to go, like let's say, same thing. It would have to be. You know, a draft pick, conditional that he signs, and I'd want a goalie back. I'd definitely. want a goalie back. Yeah. I'd want a goalie back and a prospect or a prospect goalie. How and is it, so? Uh, all right, let's just use the Devils for example. Let's just say we're going to cut loose Corey at some point and trade him. Right? Would you send Kincaid to them and a pick for Bobrovsky? They probably wouldn't take that. They'd probably want Corey. Okay. So we would probably give them because Corey signed long term, so they'd have stability in net, mm-hmm. and then the draft pick. And I would say they would probably want somebody like McLeod. Interesting. Next on the list, they have the Edmonton Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. I always feel that the Edmonton Oilers coaches are always in the hot seat just because of player turmoil. Turmoil, like. Hall was a quote-unquote locker room cancer kind of thing. Um, McDavid's going to possibly get an attitude. You had, um, you know, Eberle that got that got dumped. It, yeah, it, there's always a cloud around. Their GM stupid. That's true. Shirelli's an idiot. But, but I feel how? bad for Todd McClellan. Actually, I don't feel bad for him because the guy made millions of dollars coaching the Sharks, where he just had to say, "Go out there." <laughs> um, but he 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 might be the first coach fired this year, and they have two NHL ready coaches ready to put up there. Uh, another th- another person on the Edmonton Oilers that they're saying is Cam Talbot, the once prized backup from the Rangers. Um, you're going to put that much pressure on him to play all those games. He's going to crack, and he's going to have a down year. Yeah, he. Uh, he had a good first year, but Edmonton was a better team. And then you got to see his true colors last year when their defense was horrible. So, I mean, 
I don't know why he would be on the hot. Li- I mean, this is a Canadian website, so if you notice, everything is everything Canadian, that's Canadian based, yes. except for the Tampa Bay <clears throat> one um, and Dundon, 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 um, <laughs> and Columbus. But anyway, he. What are you going to do with him? Are you going to trade Cam Talbert to Columbus? Like, would they take him to, what, part to be of a backup? A, to be to be no. I meant if they're going to really try to get rid of Bobrovsky. Oh. You know, you're going to get rid of a Vesna winning goalie for Cam Talbert? I don't know. I don't think so. And then they it's, signed they signed the unproven Miko Koiskinen, who was a high-round draft pick, I think by Boston um, or Toronto. It was one of those weird kind of trades. I think that might have he might have been involved in the Tuka Rask trade. But they uh, – what if he sucks? Like, every time a European goalie that plays in the KHL or some European league comes over here, I can't remember one ever being, like, lights out. Like, when Johan Gustafsson came over, the, the monster. Yeah, where did he come – where did he go? Exactly. So, I mean, I think Edmonton's in for a long haul. Like, it sucks. It sucks for McDavid. You're wasting his years. Mm-hmm. And he's got how many more to go? Yeah. 12? Like 10. 10? Um, no, the most you could sign is an eight-year deal, so. Seven. Seven, eight years. And Toronto saying John Tavares is on the hot seat. Duh, he went home. What are you going to, again, what are you going to do? Like, you going to trade him? What's I, his? I, I, can, I can make a prediction. I know one of our other shots was, like, predictions of, like, you know, or you you had your um, last week you did Toronto for your your studs your sleepers and your duds. Um, would, where did you put Tavares as a as a dud? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, but I would think so because you know what you have all that pressure and it's like your pressure is like guess what you're gonna score like a hundred goals for us this year and we're gonna win the cup. He's he's gonna do fine. I mean, he has like six goals in preseason <clears throat> already. He'll be fine. And even if he's not, what are you gonna do with him? Another one, uh, Flames GM Brad Trevling. Um, they made a lot of big deals. They made a lot of trades. I mean, you got an unpopular player out like Dougie Hamilton, um, even though he's a good defenseman. You go out and sign the real deal, James Neal. You <laughs> what is he a wrestler? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I look at that team and I go, "Who's their goalie?" Mike do we, Smith. Do we do we say the same things about like Calgary and Vancouver um, pretty yeah, much Vancouver, every year? Like, Vancouver sucks. No, but, because like if you think about it, Calgary years ago was good. You know when they had a good goalie, when they had uh, Mika Kipisov, and and Vancouver was good when Ryan Miller was Ryan Miller. Uh, and who else did they have that was decent in goal? When they went to the cup, uh, Luongo or Corey Schneider, it was their fault for trading both of them. Right. But I'd say there's other people on the hot seat. I would say John Hines is on the hot seat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would, would it, okay. Playoffs is a must. Playoffs are a must. And if you. And second round is a must. Right? If you watch that behind the glass show, mm-hmm. they show his speech to the team and. I wish it was on HBO because they have to beep, beep, beep things out. Um, He says, like, last year we were a team that was supposed to finish dead last and we made the playoffs. He goes, this year everyone says New Jersey's the first team out of the playoffs. There's your, um, what do you call it? Um, Billboard. Billboard, yeah. Yeah. But I think he's on the hot seat because 
if we don't develop. I mean, it's been three years. I mean, yes. is it a five-year plan or is it a three-year plan? I would think <clears throat> I'd want to start small with our team if we're going to micro-dissect them. Um, defense seems to be a bigger problem in my mind. Um, I don't see the forwards and things like that. I, scoring, I don't think, is, is a... I'll say it this way. Scoring is not a huge issue with us, although scoring two to two and a half to three goals a game is not ideal. But of the two elephants in the room, defense, our defense hasn't progressed enough to say, you know what? Sure, you can get a Will Butcher. Yeah, you can get a Ty Smith. Well, what's going to happen next year when a when a when a Green leaves, when a Lovejoy's off of a contract? Who are you going to fill them with? Kids. You know, you've you've proven that you've not, you're not going to go the free agent route, and you don't have much left from a trading standpoint. You're going to trade. There's not much free agents you, that you, you can bring you can in. Yeah. From. So what are you going to do? You're going to trade Paul Mary for another defenseman to get another Vatanen? Like you're going to kill your team to to build your defense, and then what? You're going to bring up kids to fill your offensive woes? You yeah, can. Look, look, Nick Lappin scores thirty goals in the AHL. Kid can't cut it in the NHL for. I don't think it's he can't cut it. The difference is when you're a guy like Nick Lappin playing in Binghamton, Binghamton. you're getting, you know, 20 minutes a night, you're getting power play. He wasn't going to get that to be, and maybe he's the reason he got sent down is because in order for him to be super effective, he's got to get those. Get those he minutes wasn't going to get, get those. It up here. Like who, who's the guy I think of? that like always lit up the minors and then when he would come up like like Reed Boucher when we had Reed Boucher he'd light up the minors but you're talking about a guy who played first minute power play units and he played first you know or second line minutes where he's getting you know his 17 18 minutes and then he comes to New Jersey he's a fourth liner getting half that and and I think the same with like Jacob Josephson like Jacob Josephson was this skilled guy who we drafted high in the first round or Tenenbaum where, yeah, you know what? When they were playing in their junior teams or their European teams, they were getting top minutes and playing top power play, and then they come here and they have to stand behind Mike Camilleri. That's why Nick Lappin wasn't going to fit, and in order for him to be effective, he's got to get those minutes, and he wasn't going to get those minutes here unless somebody gets hurt. Gets hurt, right. I mean, that's why Quinville is going to stick around because he's a guy that you can put on the third line, he's not going to, he's going to get his 13 minutes. He might get some power play time. He's got young legs. He's got a guy. He's a guy that can keep up with wood. So he'll, he'll be effective there. But like, can you imagine putting Nico on a third line? No, no, he wouldn't be as effective. And that's the same thing with, with Lappin. So there's your, there's your top 10 Canadian hot seat watch list. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know who else would be on a hot list outside of the Canadian teams. I, I can't. Oh, Mark Bergevin. How is Mark oh, Bergevin well. not on that list? How is I, I, maybe, Ottawa maybe, in general? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just the ob- they left the obvious ones off. I don't know. I mean, if you look at all the teams, like Pittsburgh, even if they take a small step back, no, nobody in Boston, nobody really in Dallas. Arizona just built themselves up. So I mean, I don't think Rick Tockett's out on, on anywhere near being out. Chicago, Quinville. Yeah, there was some talk last year about them having such a slow start. That, yeah, that maybe. Um, you know, uh, Minnesota, they just kind of revamped their kind of stuff, so you're giving them a little bit of a grace period. There's not too many teams that 
Yep. So yeah, so th- there's a small list of U.S.-based teams that would that would be on that. So, all right. So we move on from that to our fantasy picks. Uh, picking up this week on the uh, Pacific, the Pacific and Atlantic divisions uh, from our stud, dud, and sleepers. Uh, we'll start in the Pacific. We'll go with Anaheim first. Yeah, I'm going to go quickly through this. Sure. Uh, Ricard Raquel, especially now that Corey Katy Perry's out, um, he's going to probably be the guy that plays with. Getzloff. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, he gets to play with Henrique. Uh, Corey Perry's my dud because, well, obviously he's going to be out for five months, but he went from having like 19 goals two years ago to 17 goals this year. I mean, last year, he's on his decline. And my sleeper is Adam Henrique. If you look at Yahoo drafts, they have him as a winger slash center. Always nice to kind of have that flexibility in your lineup. Arizona. I have uh, my stud is Clayton Keller. He's the rookie guy that played really well towards the end of the year last year. Um, Very dynamic. I'd like to see how he's going to do with my sleeper, who is Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, He's hurt for now, but Alex Galchenyuk has finally got some talented people, and he's got zero pressure from not playing. Oh, of course. Not having to worry about playing. And And the Canadian Montreal Montreal press. Living in Montreal. My dud is uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, and it's nothing against him. I think he's a great guy. Every time I could draft him in fantasy, I always do, as long as you don't have to worry about plus-minus. Okay. Because his plus-minus blows. Uh, You jump to Calgary next. Uh, Johnny Hockey. He is their go-to guy. I mean, it's a no-brainer. He is a top-10 pick in any fantasy league. My dud is Mike Smith because he sucks. He's good at playing (laughs) the puck. Right. talk about a guy that gets in his head when he plays he lets up one bad goal it is open season on the uh is that why is that why arizona got rid of him yeah that's why arizona got rid of him that's why dallas got rid of him that's why tampa bay got rid of him uh and my sleeper is elias lindholm who i also thought the devils were going to take when he was going to be drafted i mean he grew up idolizing patrick Eliash and whatnot uh but He'll finally, now that he's no longer in Carolina, he'll finally have some talented players and I believe to play with, and I believe he's playing with Goudreau. So he'll get a bump up of probably eight or nine goals and eight or nine assists. So did uh, Goudreau sign long term, right? He yeah. signed that already. So he, he's a flyer fan. Don't worry, he's not coming home anytime soon. <laughs> uh, Edmonton. Oof. Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, your stud is McDavid. He's the first pick. If he's not the first pick in every fantasy draft whoever has the number one pick is a dope i think i think if you're in any fantasy draft in any any kind of league and that superstar is number one and you log in and you find out you're the number two pick just go to auto draft just forget it just take well no because number two (laughs) is i mean you can still take crosby you could take ovechkin you can take you know i always i always get pissed if i'm if like a 10 team league if i'm like picking anywhere after like third i'm like i'm done no, I'm, not, I'm, not, was, I'm not winning this league. I was seventh. So. Ooh. Well, then again, NHL players are a lot. Yeah, there's, there's, it was a, big there's a lot more talent. So. Your right. dud is Cam Talbot, as we talked about, mm-hmm. because for a team that can put up you know, four or five goals a game, all he has to do is not give up more than two goals, and he'll get a win. My sleeper is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, because apparently he's going to move to the wing and play with McDavid. So... I mean, Nugent Hopkins, first overall pick. He's got the talent. He's got the skill. 
Isn't he also coming up on a contract too? Yeah, he um, might be, but so. just to be able to to be able to skate with him, you know, you just put your stick down. You're they, down to. They they always say that you need what two top players on the line, yep. right? And your third guy is just your you blend in and you're good to go. So. And I think anybody who can play with anybody who can skate with Connor McDavid is going to be is going to it's going to benefit them. I like uh, I like the one pick for the Kings just for sentimental uh, reasons, but your my my stud is Drew Doughty. He's up for the the Norris Trophy every year. He he'll get you points if your league has hits and penalty minutes. He gets you those too. He gets you power play points. My dud is Kovey. Good, just because I. <laughs> He's hate him. Overrated. But, no, it's overrated. And I don't. I just don't think he has the legs. He is going to get. You know what? He he's he, going to get you power play points. Sure. He got. He put in amazing stuff like in the preseason with with, with the shots and everything. But it's like you 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 went too early with him. Don't don't show your stuff in the preseason because you know what? you're gonna you're gonna get hurt. He's going to get hurt, and that's it. Done. He's going to be a liability in the defensive zone. He's going to be a guy that. Once, because you don't have a, he's going to fly the zone. You don't have Jacques Lemaire telling you you're playing two way or you're not playing. Right. So, and my sleeper is Adrian Kempe. He's the second line center behind uh, Kopitar. He had a decent. He kind of slowed down towards the end of the year last year, but he he's their second line center. So he's either going to skate with Dustin Brown or he's going to skate with Kovey. Um, so there you go. San Jose Sharks. San Jose, I had to kind of change this a little bit, but I I was wondering whether I should put Carlson on here, but no. Um, my sleeper, my stud is Joe Pavelski. He's going into a contract year, so it's show me the money. Then I have Joe Thornton. He shaved his beard. He's the dud. Um, he shaved away all his power. Is that the only reason he's a dud? No, okay. I just think he's old. It, yeah, I, he had. I mean, he didn't play a lot of last year. He had knee problems. He's not getting any younger, um, and he's not going to be the guy that probably skates with the talented wingers of. You, you start dropping him, and, Yeah, you start and, dropping him down in the lineup just to to save him for the playoffs. But my, I have two sleepers. One is Kevin LeBanc. Uh, he had a pretty decent year for them. Uh, local kid from Staten Island slash Brooklyn. Uh, I remember him as a kid because he played in my town. Uh, his dad was awesome. Uh, and Jonas Donskoy, he uh, he had a big playoff year. So hopefully, he, if he gets if either of those two get to play with Thornton, they're going to get a ton of goals just because Thornton, even though he's a dud and he's going to probably play third line minutes now, he's mm-hmm. still gonna. I mean, he's still Joe Thornton. Uh, a tough one considering the conversations we've had, Vancouver. Uh, Brock Bessner is the only guy on their team that could score, so he's their stud. Mm-hmm. Their dud is Louis Erickson because he's been on like tons of teams and in part of big trades, and he sucks, especially now that he doesn't have the Sedins to play with. So I don't know what the fuck he's going to do. And their rookie is Elias Peterson, who I would say is going to be their sleeper, and if I had to kind of put some money down in Vegas as a rookie of the year, it's going to be him. Last one from the, the, from the Pacific, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I have to go with Pacioretty because he's going to, much like Galchenyuk, he's going to have his no pressure, you know? I mean, fucking right. Vegas, he's he's an American kid. He's he's going to play with some talented people. Uh, my dud is Marc-Andre Fleury because there's no way he's going to keep up 
last season. What, what yeah. he did last season. And my sleeper is Alex Tuck. He was he was big in their playoffs last year, and I think he's going to kind of ride that momentum. All right. So we fly from the West Coast to the East Coast for the Atlantic Division. We start off with Carolina. Boy, this one was tough. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pretty much look at their roster and go, who? I'll pick I mean, this guy. All do right. you pick their goalie because they're going to see a ton of shots? Do you pick their only if you can, rookies? No, if only they can stop them. <laughs> I mean, their one defenseman that I think will be trade bait is Justin Falk. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a, tra- a deadline pickup. So if you somehow you know can draft him late, 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 and there isn't anybody better, I would take him. Uh, my dud is Jordan Stahl. Never has really picked it up after he left Pittsburgh. I mean, he's a good player, but for the Just money not living he makes. Up to, yeah. <coughs> Your sleeper? Martin Neckis, who was their first-round pick two years ago, and their first-round pick this year, which was Andrei Svechnikov. It's a little rough. Uh, they're both rookies that are going to play. He is also, I would put up there for rookie of the year, Svechnikov. Uh, Columbus, Arteri Panemin, he is going to be playing for pay that man his money, especially (laughs) since he said he's going to check and he's, you know, a 70-point player. My dud is Nick Foligno just because I think that for a guy that plays with such talented people, he should have more points. And my sleeper is Seth Jones slash Zach Warensky. I had Seth Jones on there. He's going to be hurt for a while. So Zach Warensky, they're paired together. So if you can get one of them, and I did, uh, you have to kind of take them because they're they're one in 1A, you know, defensive pair in Columbus. And it's not going to hurt your plus minus to have those guys. Uh, I like your picks for the Devils, um, especially your dud and sleeper because I totally agree with it. And obviously your stud because he's Taylor Hall. You can't go wrong with the MVP. Mm -hmm. Um, And for much of the same reason as some of the other teams that are – Bubble teams. Somebody has to score, and it's him. Do you do you think he gets more or less points this year? I think he gets less. So do I. Uh, my dud is Damon Severson. You know, he came in that rookie year. Him and uh, Jelena. Him and Jelena set the world on fire, and then Jelena, well, God knows, I think he's playing in the KHL now. Um, and Severson, I mean, maybe we had such high expectation for him that he was going to be not like a Niedermeyer or whatever, but that he was going to be big a, time of a, a, a Rafalski because he wears the same number and he really hasn't lived up to it. Maybe he, this, maybe he, that's just who he right. is though. He might turn into that player that takes longer to, for that light bulb to go off. So, and my sleeper is Marcus Johansson. If he stays injury, injury free. I think if you think about like Taylor Hall, his first year, he seemed kind of like in the clouds, like, holy shit, I got traded. Mm-hmm. And I think Marcus, Marcus Johansson was that way. last year, and this year he's like, all right, I'm stable. I know where I'm living. I, mm-hmm. you know. We jump to the Islanders, which is probably another semi-difficult for at least two out of three picks. Yeah. Uh, the stud is Matthew Barzell. He's going to take up all the, the minutes that JT kind of left, left with. Um he is their go-to guy. I would say by the end of next season, he's their captain. Okay. Yeah, they're not going to a cap. They're not going with a captain this year, right? I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. If it is, it's probably somebody like Boychuk <laughs> or this dud, Andrew Ladd. <laughs> um, 
signed a huge contract. Very, I mean, it was a very Lou contract for a team that didn't that Lou didn't sign him. You know, I think he signed like a five year deal, and he's like thirty four already. So Andrew Ladd sucks. Uh, Anthony Bellevue, I think that's how you say his name. He is my sleeper for the Islanders because he's playing with Barzell. There you go. Your picks for the Rangers, your stud is the king. The king, Henrik Lundqvist, just because he's going to see a ton of shots. My dud is Chris Kreider. It just never seems like he puts it all together. He's, he's almost like a Miles Wood for us right now. He's got he's got the speed. He's got the goals. He just hasn't put two and two together. And, and there's games where he's invisible. And my sleeper is Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, I think he came in last year out of shape. He came in his rookie year out of shape. The two games that I saw with the uh, Rangers playing the Devils in this preseason, um, his name came up a lot by the by the yeah, uh, color team, and he did very well. So I'm, plus, on a young team, he's going to be he's going to have more minutes now. He's going to be kind of like a go to guy. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the Philadelphia Flyers and Gritty. <laughs> Gritty. How, how come Gritty's not on your yeah. stud daughter sleeper? Because he's, he's the league MVP. Um, the stud is Jacob Voracek. <clears throat> he's good for 50-plus assists. You could also put Claude Giroux on there, too. Um, Voracek didn't score as many goals last year, but he had a ton. I think he led the league in assists. Uh, we'll get you a ton of power play points. Uh, my dud is anybody who plays goal. <laughs> <laughs> the for box should have been bigger. Yeah. I have Brian Elliott. He's a starter in just the number sense. Gotcha. But he's not a good goalie. And my sleeper is the number two pick in the draft when Nico was taken. Nolan Patrick. I think he's going to have a big year. He's got a year under his belt because he's, he's the, the pressure. Yeah, the pressure is going to be off of him. Yeah, he started out last season with, with uh, injured. So yeah. uh, move on to Pittsburgh. I think the 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 next two teams are no brainers. Studs, studs are yeah. I mean, it, you could also put Malkin down, but Crosby's the do it all. You can also put them as a tandem. Yeah, Crosby. Slash Malkin, they're the studs. Um, in the draft that I did, he was the second pick, and Ovi was the f- fifth pick. Oh, little hangover pick, huh? Yeah. Um, you were dud. Jack Johnson, he was a big signing for them because he's, he's <laughs> Sydney's best friend. Everybody flipped out going, why did Jack Johnson get like a multi-year deal? Because he's, that's a, <laughs> all right, Sid, we'll make you happy. Um, he's always had the talent. Just can't put it on guy, the yeah, can't put it all together. And the sleeper I have is Justin Schultz, who I believe is hurt right now, but he is their number one kind of after Latang, their one two kind of power play guys. And he's when he he's not a high and hard off the glass guy. He's picking his head up, looking for Crosby or Malkin to give right. the puck to. Uh, last team on the list: uh, your Washington Capitals. Your stud, obviously Ovechkin. Your dud. Is Andre Burkowski? I think he kind of disappears as well. He's not exactly. I mean, he's not on their first or second line. He's their third line center. But for a guy that was drafted relatively high, you'd kind of expect more out of him. And my sleeper is Dmitry Orlov, who I also picked up in my own fantasy team, just because he is their offensive defenseman. Like some people will tell you, Carlson, Carlson will get you twelve, thirteen goals, but. Dmitry Orlov's the guy that's going to get you more power play points than Carlson does. I think outside of Ovechkin for Washington, I think the whole team itself can be a little bit of a dud just coming off of your first Stanley Cup victory for your team and what do you do for an encore? 
Yeah. You have a new head coach. Now you have sem- a semi-new system, so you're going to have need some time to gel. Yeah, they return a lot of their players, but it's it's a cup hangover. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, I, not, and it's not like, you know, oh, Ovechkin's drunk all the time. It's just you won the Stanley Cup. You're not as good as Pittsburgh, I'll just say. So you can't do yeah, back to There's a couple of teams they're probably not as good as, you know. Like it's it's tough. It's tough to to win the cup back to back. Listen, you won a cup, congratulations. This season if you fall flat on your face, I wouldn't care. Nobody in Washington would care if you fell flat on your face. No. Mm. Really? Mm. I think people would start questioning like should we have let Trotz go? Uh, they shouldn't be they should be doing that neither here nor there. Yeah, that that was a dumb move for them. Pick up the damn option. Should we have let Jay Beagle go? For four million dollars, Beagle. Yeah. All right, on to wrestling. There's your wrestling. hockey wrestling. Um, I want to start off with a little bit. Of, I watched a little bit of Raw last night. Um, Everybody I, needs something to put them to sleep. I'm just going to say this, and I'm not saying it to be sexist. Can we get Renee Young off of the announced team for Raw, please? Yeah, she I agree. does. She has no chemistry with Michael Cole or or whatever the hell his name is. You don't even know. I don't even know who that guy is. It's not Coachman. No, no Coachman. They, they took Renee Young out. It sounds weird when she talks. Like I don't mean like she's. It sounds weird. Like she's it, like. It's, it sounds like you have the the you have Cole and you have the other guy talking, and then Renee Young's in the back somewhere. Go and somebody like Vince McMahon points to her and says like, "Say something." Go right. It, <clears> it's forced. It's weird because you you know the voices of Cole and whoever the other guy is, Justin. Is that his name? I don't know. Whatever. God. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, but you hear their voices, and then you it, it's kind of like a line, and then Renee Young talks, and it's like, boop! Like, it, like, like, whoa, like it catches your ears, and not in like a, like you said, like it sounds like she's backstage, and then all of a sudden it's like, so there we see John Cena coming in, and he's going to hit him with an elbow, and then you hear like, well, John, you know, he hit him. Like, it's like, oh. Like, it, it doesn't work. It, it just, listen. If it's one of those things as to where you need to put Renee Young and these guys like in, in a room somewhere and just like have them like replay like a WrestleMania kind of stuff, so you get that practice in, so you get the feel of what when Michael Cole Maybe is going to say something. Practice. But good lord, Corey Graves—that's the guy's name. Corey, Corey Graves. Graves. <sighs> Let's put it this way: Renee Young is definitely better than Byron Saxon, and she's be- definitely Byron, better. That's who I thought and it was. because he went to SmackDown, and he's definitely better than Coachman. Okay, but neither of them measure up to. I thought Taz was fine. I thought Michael Tenay, Michael, right? That was his name? Mike Tenay. Yeah. Mike Tenay was fine. I thought, I mean, JR was. Uh, yeah, nobody's going to touch JR, Lawler, Monsoon, or Heenan at all. So. Yeah. Um, you uh, put an interesting article here, article here um, Eric Bischoff revealing what he would have done if he was able to buy um, WCW. I was recently listening to a, to a uh, what do you call it, uh, a YouTube thing where. Um, WCW kind of like kicked him out. Like yeah, well, he had he had like a clause in his contract, and then all of a sudden they brought him back, and it triggered it. And they're like, "Oh crap, he's making too much money. Then get rid of him." Yeah, but that's when they were going through like, like Vince Russo was writing it, and then Hogan was writing it, and then they brought Vince Russo back, and then they brought Bischoff. Back. Like they they were just throwing shit against the wall to see what see would stick. stick. But if you didn't read this article about. Uh, Bischoff, what he wanted to do if he was in charge, he wanted to like stop WCW for like four months. Hmm. He wanted it to just be like, look, let's 
evaluate the roster. Who's worth the money? Who's not worth the money? Let's change the set. Let's go out and look at independence. Let's revamp WCW. And revamp it. Let's go out and take what we can and let's hype it You know, wow. every week. He would have hired Joey Styles and Don Callis. Yeah. Oh my God! Not he, and not and not being funny. Oh my God, Joey Style, that's a great buy right there. And he wa- he wanted to kind of change the vibe. He wa- he wanted to kind of have more of an attitude error with them. Yeah, with because younger guys. It sounded like he basically wanted to start TNA. With, yeah, it does. Without the six sided ring, I would have bought into that. I really would. It would have been nice to have the competition, of course, because once Vince got. WCW. It was over. Everything kind of went a little downhill because there was no competition, and he could pick and choose. Like, yeah. you're you're cherry picking the best talent, bringing in those viewers, and you're just modestly using their talent and name oh. for your own and ratings. Of, of all the first <laughs> WCW matches on Raw that you could have, do you remember who the guy was that wrestled from WCW? No. Do I want to know? Well, you might Glacier? No, not that far off. No. You might catch him on Showtime late at night on Gigolos. Buff Bagwell? Yeah. He wrestled that first kind of match when, you know, there was like the big crossover. Right. And you never saw him again. Like, he just botched so much shit, Buff Bagwell. Like, of all the people that you could put. And that's when they had, like... When they came over, like you had Booker T, like you had some of these guys where you were like, you had established wrestlers to be able to start off your your little click of the of your of the new WCW, and you chose Buff the stuff. That, well, that fits the Vince mold though. Oh, Big man. muscular, dope tan, dope. Brie Bella catching a little bit of flack for her for her knockout kick of Liv Morgan. Good lord, people need to lighten up. Like when you say re- when people say wrestling is fake, some people get defensive about it, and then when something accidentally real happens, people flip out. Like, oh, she shouldn't have been doing it. She shouldn't this, have been like she shouldn't be trained. She should be trained more. Like this it, isn't Owen Hart dropping from. I know she got a concussion. It ha- look sometimes shit happens. If you remember Enzo Amore's first match on Raw, he went to slide underneath. The rope, like he, yeah, like to do kind of like a baseball slide, yeah. And his head hit the rope, and he was knocked out cold. Like he slid, his head hit the rope, and he just fell like a bag of fucking oranges. <sighs> Shit happens. It, it, it happens. Like if I'm Brie Bella, I'd be like, look, accidents happen all the time. That's why people have insurance and pencils have erasers. Right. You know, like I didn't mean to kick her in the fucking head. It, it could have been one of those where like Liv slipped a little bit in the ring or something right. and had like a half inch forward and Or maybe like Liv leaned in Yeah, too much. To, yeah. Like to kinda like really sell it and she yeah, got shit hit. Happened. Hey, shit happened. Speaking of Bella, Brie Bella, is that the one that's married to I think so. Daniel Bryan? Brie who's the other who's the other Bella? Brie and Wow. Mrs. Cena? Mrs. Cena. <laughs> Sometimes Mrs. Cena. Yeah. Anyway, Daniel Bryan wants to have entrance in the 2019 Royal Rumble to come out of the Arizona dugout. dugout. Yeah. They're playing in an Arizona stadium, and he was like, we've never had it before. He goes, I think it'd be really cool if you you just know, come out the entrance the came out of the dugout. He goes, I've never come out of a dugout for wrestling. 
you know what? Brooklyn Brawler has to do that. <laughs> <laughs> or the goon, just because. Yeah. You have all those. You you have like twenty. You have like twenty superstars in Royal Rumble, and ten of them are the gimmicks. Get the but, the, the gimmicks come out. Of yeah, but the, even this year, the gimmick. Like first of all, this year, the Royal Rumble kicked off the show. Like I remember turning it on the the and the Rumble started and the Rumble was on. I was what, like, oh was shit, pre match. No, like it was on at eight o'clock. I was like, wow, you're starting with the Rumble. Like, I don't, I don't, and it kind of. It, goes into the next story of the undertaker in a recent interview saying that he knows what um wwe fans want versus what they're getting um and it's they want they don't want high spots because you're upping the ante every time and you just want the spots you don't care about the wrestler he's all about the gimmick and how you develop that gimmick for that rumble thing right the wwe has to go back to what it was like survivor series being teams of five against each other the royal rumble being your big main event it's just i think i think they've gone away from what worked in the 80s and it should work today i mean wrestling isn't any different the problem is is you can't keep going back to the well for gimmicks oh maybe not gimmicks but for the for you know for the royal um survivor series you can put more than all match together where you have 10 superstars that are feuding like look what they did back back in the 80s right they had like the heart foundation and then they had like three other guys right who were all pissed off at at the main tag team and then the other you know singles comedy so you put that together and it worked now it's just like you know i'm gonna pick you know you we're gonna pick jay we're gonna pick tracy and we're gonna pick nj devil and it's gonna be i don't know you know gritty Um, and some schmucks off the corner, like you know, and and there's your. So you're saying your, they should, for the rumble, they should have like, the shield. And then the Bullet Club, or Balor Club. For you mean for Survivor the, Survivor series. series this year? Yeah, something like that. That where builds a storyline. Yes, and the New Day versus. Even if you know how like uh, um, Doink when they did all the little midgets in wrestling costumes against Lawler and his midgets. As an example of something like that, you want to fast forward to the Royal Rumble. You use that as your main event and you build your matches around that. Yes. You have your heavyweight title before that year. You're kind of the U S whatever before it. it from the Royal from, Rumble should always be the main event. Always. It can't be. You name the damn pay-per-view after that. that that's what it should stay. I, I don't understand how they would put it first. And that, and that shows you how far away from pay-per-views I've been because I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's, but like The Undertaker's not wrong. The high spots are nice. It's what people want to see, but they really just want to see a character develop. Like I can't remember the last time I saw Elias actually wrestle. Yeah, it's always been he's singing in the ring, he gets interrupted, and they go to commercial. Or he hits somebody with the guitar or somebody. A lot but of like, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. <laughs> Slap nuts. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a throwback for you, kids. <laughs> Choke on that. Slap nuts. <laughs> Slap nuts. Oh, there's... but Elias, like that's the the kind of like like is he character? Hurt? Is he hurt? No, I just think they 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 realize that he doesn't need to wrestle to get the to pop. get over. Yeah, and there aren't many guys that can do that. Like, but there are wrestlers that do need the high spots 
Like Jeff Hardy needs the high spots to get over. I was gonna say Jeff Hardy with that high spot started tables, ladders, and chairs stuff. Right. Like, like I, I think somebody like Finn Balor needs high spots. Like he needs to do his little kind of swanton over the ropes. He needs to do his his coup de gras. Like that's his high spots because that's what people want to see off of him. I don't want to see like the big show do high spots. His True. character yeah. is what it is. But the difference is characters today you, they don't develop they 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 develop they develop stupid characters. Yeah. And you look at the Undertaker, right? And where he went from. He went from the 80s cartoonish purple and gray and black face and white to to this guy in a long trench coat. Where you look at him and you go, I know where you've been. I know what you've done. And holy crap. Yeah, you're at the end of your career, but you mastered this. Right. Triple H. You know, those old school guys have mastered their character. And that's why there was a huge pop from what I read last night on Raw. When The Undertaker and Kane came out and beat the hell out of Triple H and HBK. Because everybody is drawn to that attitude era. Everybody is drawn yeah. to those people. You look at who's who's big today. Cena's not going to be in something like this because Cena is the Hulk Hogan. The in, no, even you know what? Even Hulk Hogan was in. Would I would put that in that like Taker, uh, Kane, HBK kind of thing? Like John Cena is just like John Cena. Yeah. And you, you, if you put John Cena with somebody else, it's like John Cena loses his luster. The, the only other guy that I could think of being, uh, like somebody that the character is worth watching, is the Miz. And and I think we're old enough to realize you look at the Miz and what he's doing now is that's it. Like they're not gonna they they settle on a character and where he sits and if he does great he's they sit on it. Yeah. He's not gonna be that heavyweight guy. He's not gonna be yeah, he he's will. not gonna be your face, although he should be. He will. He will. Because you have you have you, you can have him, you can have AJ Styles, you can literally really have Daniel Bryan on a really short feud. You can who else can you have? You can have Dolph Ziggler. You can you can have two of the three shield members, and it's still good enough because the Miz can carry them. Yep. It sucks. All of that considering, um, you made up a great list here of with current roster members. What feuds would you like to see on to, to make this fucking listen? Putting us in the writer's chair. This is this is what all this really is. Is put Rob and Dave in the WWE writer's chair, and this is the magic you get. Yeah. Like I, I would bring John Cena back to wrestle Daniel Bryan. Apparently, since he's doing this movie thing with Jackie Chan, dude is ripped. Like he's like he looks like a pencil, but he is ripped. But you have the reality TV part of it <laughs> with the Bellas, with the entertainment part of it. Yeah, right. And you can make. Daniel Bryan the heel, you can have the crowd pick sides on who they back, you know? It, it can make Cena the heel with mm -hmm. the, you did this to my sister-in-law, I have to hear this shit all the time. Like, start it up as friends. Like, hey, John, I've always been, I've always been on your side. I understand what it's, you know, I just want to let you know that this doesn't hurt us. Lead it up and have them be on the team for the Survivor Series together and it costs them the match and it costs them, and and there's a run and then you turn around and you have them argue now you're building up a feud that could lead to the royal rumble where it's like hey you know what all right good we'll help each other out you know let's put it behind us and then they throw john cena 
Daniel Bryan throws John Cena over the rope. Crowd instantly, always behind Daniel Bryan now. Mm-hmm. And then you have them lead up to it. it would have it, it, it's gold. It is, and, and the, neither one of them need the belt for that mm-hmm. feud to be no. important. You just you need creative writing with two of the biggest superstars you have on your roster, and it works. And you, and pull in your reality. Yep. Not just because they're in a reality, but pull in that reality. Then Listen. I have uh, Jeff Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Hmm. Just because I think it would lead to strange matches and weird promos, and you throw Matt Hardy in there just to be as, know, a, as a manager at this point, to yeah, or just you know as, as a, a weird kind of as a mind fuck kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. I fought Bray Wyatt, and I was friends with him. You know, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not my favorite. I, I, I get the entertainment part of, of, of the list that you're getting here. I, I do. It, it, it works because I, it's a storyline that people can kind of follow. I would also throw The Miz against Jeff Hardy. I don't have it on here. But really? Yeah. I think like the for comic value, The Miz just making fun of. Oh, he would crap on his whole face paint stuff. Face and, painting thing. And, yeah. you know. He can he could probably do a lot of Jeff Hardy's moves, not the jumping off the ladders and shit, but like Swanton, uh, yeah, I, I think it could work. All right, and then I have tag team stuff just because I think you need it since the tag team division is just god awful right now. You take the authors of Pain, right? That's their name. Yes. The uh, the 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 D'Lo squared. Yeah. yeah. Versus the Usos, who huh? I haven't seen. There I think is. one of them's hurt. Yeah. Versus the B team. And you make that the new Edge Christian Hardy's Dudley boys. See, I can't, I can't buy into the B team. I can't. But they're the comic. They're, they're Edge and Christian. Yeah, but Edge and Christian were, were it was more like, like not 50-50, but like a little bit like 60-40, where they were, it was wrestling and then they, they threw the gimmick in with the wrestling. Right. The B team is just straight comic. It's just straight. We don't have a division, so here we're. It's like giving David Arquette the fucking world title in WCW. No, it's not that bad. I think it is. But at least it would give, like the Undertaker saying, like, "Oh, we don't want to see high spots." Well, you know what? Here's a group of young guys that could actually do it. All right. I have Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns. You make up some corny fucking Samoan cage match. I think you and I kind of went the same route with Roman Reigns, and I'll get to it on mine, but I think we both went the same way. I think he needs to be in a match where it's just straight-up brutality. Like, he gets cut, he gets hurt, like, legit hurt, where the crowd almost turns on him. On Roman or on Roman? No, like the crowd turns finally for him out of oh. respect. Like, like dude, holy you, shit, like you, you, you took were... a fucking beat. Like Mick Foley, like you took a beating, you know. Thank you. Th- <laughs> thanks. <laughs> okay. And then I have Nakamura either against Rollins or Ambrose. Probably more probably Rollins, Rollins. Because I think the technical matches and the high spots that mm-hmm. they can do. Yeah, Ambrose is that. He's off of that. That. that you know, off his skadoodle kind of character where you would put maybe even him in a in a really good setup with Bray Wyatt just from a mental standpoint. Yeah, but they did but that already. They did that for you. Write it better. The, I don't the know. Sister Abigail showed up in the ring. That's and something they need to freaking finally do. Once they drop that, I think that takes Bray Wyatt up, up the top. They they finally drop a Sister Abigail. F- sign somebody. She's got a cool finisher. I mean, it's with the kiss thing. It's kind of Whatever. corny, but it's... Yeah. It's a cool finisher. It's 
You because you, you can take his move and you can, it's almost like the RKO kind of out of anywhere kind of thing. It's it's the, yeah. it can instantly happen and boom, it ends match. That that that's that's what I like. Oh boy, here we go. So here's yours. All right, you went with the entertainmentish kind of value with it. I could care less about the matches. I just want to be uh, entertained. Yes, and I kind of more went with the you're util you're you're underutilizing your talent. This is what's going to overutilize them to to you know get your money's worth, so to speak. I'll take Finn Balor and I'll throw him up against AJ Styles to culminate in either like a Royal Rumble or whatever. A rest, that's a WrestleMania match. To be a a Bullet Club reunion, even if you want to try to get Cody Rhodes back and 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 the and, and the the two well, kids, then you'd have a triple threat match with those three. And with that, you can then take over Raw. You can then take over SmackDown. You can then take over NXT. To be that today's NWO because everybody wants it. You saw everybody but, wanted it when they did that stupid 25th anniversary show, which was god awful. But I, they, the the thing that I would hate that it would turn into is like if you say like it's going to be an NWO takeover. Is it going to be like when WCW there'd be a fucking luchador match, no, and the NWO would come out, and then it would be oh there's a tag match. And the NWO would come out, and then Horace Hogan. No, no, fucking, no, no, no. Learn from your past. Don't, don't, don't oversaturate. No, I, I totally agree with you. Like it should be a buildup where, like, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, the Gallows, and what the hell's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, yeah, the yeah, I know the, the Kevin Nash uh, and Anderson, guy, Anderson, Anderson and, and Gallows. Gallows. Um, and then who else? Where, um, no, where they're just the group. It's just them being the it's new just one. them okay. being the new like NWO, the new Bullet Club, and then something happens, the Survivor Series match, where Balor or Styles mess up, and you turn, and you turn against them. I would say you you, you turn Styles to the face, like he's the yeah, guy that's you, getting you the shit beat out of him. Yeah, you can't you can't put AJ Styles as a, as, a, as a heel. It didn't work because he because all I keep seeing when I see AJ Styles is the baby baby face look he had in in, in TNA and like no you can't even with the long hair and his stupid beard like no you're the baby face back then. That's all right. Um, I would take Kevin Owens and I would face him up against Bray Wyatt yep. and I, and I would raise both of them up to be your up to that Brock Lesnar status where they are fighting for a universal championship. It's because Kevin Owens doesn't give a shit whether he's a face or, or, or a heel. And he doesn't need to be a face or a heel to get over. He's Kevin Owens. Um, even give Kevin Owens um, like a manager, like a Mr. Fuji kind of level. Like just not to – and maybe – Make mm, Kevin Owens great again? No. Um, and, and Bray Wyatt. Just, I want these two to be utilized the way that they were brought in. Kev, like the way Kevin Owens is right now is like I don't give a shit attitude. Great. Bray Wyatt needs to be that office skadoodle. He just he just needs to be nuts. Or do you put what's his name in there? Ambrose. No, I, I, with I, Owens. I, I'm done with Ambrose as being anywhere near that top that, that top level. Keep him mid card and just let him dominate mid card. I want Kevin Owens and I want Bray Wyatt to end up being like that Triple H and Undertaker kind of level where it's like they're just they can keep going back to that well and the fans are going to be like clapping holy shit thank you and all that kind of stuff every, almost every time they see it because they can do a match like that um from what i was saying before uh, about roman reigns we kind of went in the same way where i want braun Strowman and i want roman reigns to fight one more time and braun Strowman 
literally, or maybe literally, just kills Roman Reigns. Like video game kills him, like puts him through the table, puts him through the ring, puts him off the fucking lampposts, puts him through the, the dividers, puts him through everything that and he could. Ju- and just Braun Strowman starts out by, like, he, you hear Roman Reigns talking and talking, I'm the big dog, I'm this and that. Strowman cuts him off and goes, and since it's on a pay-per-view, I'm fucking tired of your shit. They're fucking tired of your shit. I am going to destroy you. And he does. And then you can just repackage fucking Roman Reigns as something. Well, Let him, like, maybe, maybe they'll do an old school, like when uh, it would, when shows used to be like in Hartford or New Haven, and they'll wrestle outside and then. In a pond. And then fucking Braun Strowman just throws Roman Reigns off a bridge. <laughs> What whatever gets Roman Reigns off of TV to bring him back as a, a totally different gimmick? Like, like that's not going to happen. I'd it, love for that to happen. Go it ahead. would, but it's not going to happen because he's too big of a star to and downgrade. He's too, and what all Vince really cares about, and probably Roman Reigns, is his money. money right? His merchandising is too popular to kind of but we both went off to the just literally obliterate the roman reigns character yeah i don't even care if they bring in the rock and look at him and go brother you're fucking done any rock bottoms his ass <laughs> just, just kill the character i hate i hate that they've forced roman reigns it was fine when everybody's like oh my god roman reigns needs a title and roman reigns needs a title and then he didn't get it, didn't get it, didn't get it and that's fine they were build they were trying to build that his uh he's the, the fans would write the underdog and then when they when he finally broke through, it was just like Ugh. they shoved it down your throat, yep. and it's like wow, you went from one extreme to the next. Um, the last one I would have, um, you have two more. Do I? Yep. Oh yeah, son of a bitch. Miz versus Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental match. I I want Ambrose. I don't want Ambrose to be in in a crazy angle. It's just straight up serious. Piggybacking off of the Miz's ability to carry. From that entertainment value, from Mike's skills to in-ring action, I really think that Dean Ambrose can wrestle. I think that his gimmick should be almost like a Jericho Miz. No, uh, Ambrose. Uh, Dean Ambrose. Like it should be like a Jericho slash Owens, where like I don't care, and I'm a sarcastic asshole, and I'm just going to talk shit on you. And talk shit on you. And then back it up in the ring. Kind and of. then back it yeah. up in the Kind of like Austin was where it's like, what? Like, not not like the what right. thing, but like, I'm sarcastic. I'm also, I'm also ruthless. Okay. I'm aggressive. I, that lunatic fringe is great to start your career. Be, start to be serious. You, you're, I think you're, you're good enough to be put in this kind of angle where you're put into a, a main event-ish yeah. kind of thing. To show it. Just start to show it. Grow like a punk, bit. like when punk did the pipe bomb, and he just you're like, that's really him now. Like yes. this isn't a gimmick anymore. He, can, like, he cannot. Yeah, he's now, he's now the CM Punk that you wanted from from the Indies. That's what you get. Yep. Uh, last one on my list. Um, it's Randy Orton and Samoa Joe. Um, I put it in my notes simply because I want Randy Orton to be relevant again. You have all the talent in the world to carry either Raw or SmackDown. It doesn't matter. You preferably raw because I don't know if a lot of people watch SmackDown. SmackDown is more of like the WCW Saturday Night kind of kind of show. The thunder? Of- no, it's more WCW Saturday Night kind of thing where it was like or or like WWF superstars on a Saturday morning kind of thing. It was all taped and all that kind of stuff. 
Randy Orton needs to have almost that swag of like a million dollar man where he's coming in in So give him that gimmick. Give him like the 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 swag like I've been around here long enough. I've made my millions. I've wrestled main events. Be be a mixture of a Hulk Hogan from a stature standpoint. Flashy like Ric Flair. Arrogant like Flair. Well, did you read that they're bringing back Evolution for one night? With with Bautista? Get the hell. Yes, sir. What, for the Evolution pay-per-view? No. Or one of these these um, overseas things. I think it's the smell. It's the SmackDown One Thousand show. Oh, no, which is fine. Whatever. But like, use that as an- use that as Randy Orton's. Like, all right, I'm not the. I'm gonna wrestle in like fucking dress pants. And like and, and, and a silk shirt kind of thing where it's like um, half ripped. Yeah. Randy Orton being, I mean, right now I think they're labeling him as like a, like the like a cerebral assassin too. Like he's all like mental now. Put that swagger on him. Bring him up. Put the bring bring him if you're gonna do you're gonna give him Triple H's old gimmick. Give him Triple H's old gimmick where I'm long hair. I'm the rich. No, I'm just I'm a <laughs> rich, rich snob. arrogant snob yeah. who's won everything in this, and I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do because I, no one's gonna stop me. Now, when you have him go against Samoa Joe, who wins? Um, so, like, if I'm going to do that feud, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that feud with Samoa Joe. I would do Orton and, like, The Miz or Orton and AJ Styles, where it's like, when you were wrestling down in Florida to 3,000 people, I was selling out WrestleMania's. Mm-hmm. Main eventing, selling Making out, yeah. millions of dollars while you were scrounging up peanuts from the fucking crowd in, in Orlando. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's, that's, that's the character you build for him from now on. Like, I'm the legend killer, and I'm the legend. I and, am the and legend. You know, and you give him a long enough run, we're at the end of it. And then... If you want to bring him down a peg after his long run, mm-hmm. you have him wrestle Triple H. The cerebral assassin. I'm really the arrogant assassin. <laughs> Vince? We're available. Vince? <laughs> Hello, Vince. Listen to our podcast, Vince. Oh, you know what? Maybe we'll tweet him from our account. Because, hey, we have some storylines that we want to use. We get like 10%. I don't even want 10%. Just give me a job. <laughs> Stanford's not that far away. We could do it remote. We could do this podcast and boom, right into a, a writing sesh with them. That's all good. All right, folks, that ends episode 13 of the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast titled Baker's Dozen. I still don't understand what Baker's Dozen. Anyway, hsskpod.com, all of our social media, Facebook and Twitter. All the places you can download us, uh, I'm sure by now that it is on TuneIn Radio, so iTunes, Podbean, any any um, podcast uh, thing that you can... Subscribe to all of them. Yeah. And like you said, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe, download, and re-download, whatever. Get our numbers up. That's Please. what we want. Tell friends. Tell your friends. Subscribe, share, listen, download, and review us on iTunes, por favor. Grab your parents' phones, and if they don't listen to iPods, if they don't listen to i. Uh, podcasts then it doesn't really matter to them and if they do well hey now they've got us to listen to the more subscribers the better 
Mo Better. Mo Better. Mo Podcast. Mo High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. With that, David, do you have any last words? Toodles. Huh! <laughs>